The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart. They're sexy, and they're all fit. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome into episode number 45 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town, and we're the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Um, make sure to check out me, at SamWills18, on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find Jesse at Run This Town with an E13 on Twitter and at Jessica underscore Town with an E on Instagram. So go do all that if you haven't done it by now. You know, it's same old, same old. But what's not the same old, same old is the Eagles getting a win. Now two, four, and one. Let's go. That's what we love to see. It was not fun watching it, actually seeing it with our own eyes. But you know what? Win, it was a win. A win is a win is a win is a win is a win. And they're on top of the division. I mean, every uh, seriously, every win matters in this absolute dumpster fire of a division. Hey, they're still on top if the Cowboys lose on Sunday because of that one tie. Even though they lost to the Redskins, they still have the tie on their record. So they'd still be in first place in the division. So And it, and it was crucial because the Eagles do have a tough schedule. So we were talking about it yesterday on the live pregame show. I have them losing – they have, well, including last night, they had one, two, three, four, five games left in the division. And I have them losing one to the Cowboys still because it's just the Cowboys, you know. So if they lost last night, that means they would have had to sweep the Cowboys, which is possible with their roster right now. But it just still would make me uncomfortable to have to sweep the Cowboys, win the next time in New York, and then also win against Washington at the end of the season. They would just throw it all off for me. It would – it just is so much better that they got the win last night. Yeah, 150%. They, they needed that win so badly. And, I mean, there's one reason they won that game. That reason is Carson Wentz. Well, two. Yeah, there's one reason they won that game. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Graham strip sack. Another strip sack by BG leading to a win. He didn't show up all game. It was perfect timing. He did what he needed to do, and it was great. They won that game because of Carson Wentz. 
You're right. Carson had a great game. His, I believe it's his first game over 300 yards so far this season, right? One of the biggest criticisms of Carson Wentz and, you know, people who are stats people and don't go by the eye test. I, I prefer the eye test because it shows you things like Oh, this. 100%. Because the stats people are, you know, are typically Dak Prescott people and, oh, he threw for 400 yards, he threw for this, he threw for that. And it doesn't, it doesn't factor in what you have around you. So, like, it could say Carson – is terrible and but it doesn't say that he literally only has Jason Kelsey in front of him you know so that's also why you have to I go by the eye test as well sure and he very rarely surpasses 350 yards I think in his career that might be the fifth time he's done that as thrown for over 350 yards now there's a lot of things I think that factor into that and that's Mm -hmm. like like his MVP MVP would have been season like the year he played like the MVP that's where I was going with yeah that. they had a really balanced running attack I mean they had they had uh, Corey Clement was at his best obviously um they had Jay Ajayi and then they had LeGarrette Blunt. so they had a really dynamic run game that season as well um and I think it's amazing that I think literally it's like one hand of how many times he's gotten over 350 yards so <laughs> that so he threw last night for 359 yards two touchdowns and he also had a rushing touchdown his two passing touchdowns both came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Starting to show that clutch gene. Yeah. You know, because everyone that's says one of his biggest criticisms is that he's not a leader enough to bring them back when they need it. And right. he proved that last night. And then it also, it's he scored 34 points total within the last two weeks in the fourth quarter. That's huge. That's amazing. Yeah. Especially considering, I mean, last week, especially how slow of a start it was. This week, at least they came out right away and got a touchdown. It still concerns me that the team waits until the end of the game to really put it on. At least they're showing now that they're able to come out and get it in the end instead of just waiting and trying to catch back up. At least they surpassed it this time. And in those drives for the scoring drives, it was five for seven. Carson was five for seven, 121 passing yards and two touchdowns. That's awesome. And I stand corrected, that's the third time in his career he's thrown for over 350 yards. Jeez, you said a handful of times, yeah. so you weren't far off. Three, that was the third time. And so you're absolutely right. And I, I, we're going to get into the, the negatives because regardless of the fact that they won, oh, yeah. way too many negatives on this list here. All of this and the way that he drove them down the field twice led them to, they were down, what, 11 points with five minutes left in the game, and they came back and won. All of this despite the horrendous play calling, the offensive line not even just being hurt, but so terrible that Carson has less than a second before he's getting absolutely mauled and running for his life, and the defense just also being terrible and not helping him out, aside from the final play of the game where Brandon Graham got that strip sack. Daniel Jones' jersey was too clean. For my liking. Agreed. He had an 80-yard rushing attempt, and the only reason he went down was because the dude tackled himself. It turned like, off forgot him. That was one of the most frustrating points of the game for me. I think Saquon Barkley's longest run of his career so far, they said, was 78 yards. And Daniel Jones, we gave up an 80-yard run yesterday, and the only reason it wasn't 100 yards or whatever it would have been was because the turf monster. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I understand that, like, he broke free, but the fact that none of our defensive guys could even catch up to him is pathetic because he's not that fast. He was moving, but not more than what our cornerbacks and everybody should be able to do on our defense. 
Yeah. You should be able to catch up to a lanky quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that isn't a running quarterback. Defense is bad. I mean, they missed a million and one tackles yesterday. I mean, there was a, a sack that Vinnie Curry had locked down yeah. and just didn't, didn't get. Uh, I mean, they, they let the Giants drive 97 yards and score in the fourth quarter. I mean, they let a, up a one-play touchdown to Golden Tate. Golden Tate just absolutely big-boyed Craven LeBlanc. That was un, unbelievable. I mean, that was a, a, a good football play, but pathetic by Craven. And, again, let Daniel Jones run for 80 yards only to tackle himself. Now, I'm not yes. going to I missed that 80-yard run because I was flipping back and forth between that and the presidential debate, which the emotions that went with that entire thing, Eagles fandom plus pre- – un, un, I've never – experienced anything like that in my life but I turned it back on just to see him tackle himself and was just like no words and it, it, I think it's just so frustrating because in the pregame show that like this was their game everybody that was in on our show watching yeah. and given their insight and everything was expecting a blowout mm-hmm. and they even gave me or caused me to drop my score by three points for the Giants my original score was closer <laughs> but um Everybody was expecting the blowout. We were talking about it, and we expected, we needed big games from BG, who, thank God, had that strip sack, which ultimately did win the game for us. And then Fletcher. Where was Fletcher? Ah. I don't know. It's, it's just so frustrating. We're not, not going to see him do, any, do anything crazy or be in the stat sheet even more now because now they've got another injury on the interior. Mm-hmm defensive line. Hassan Ridgeway is now out for the season with a bicep injury. Malik Jackson's not going to be back until after the bye. So right now they've got Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and... He was supposed to be doing something and hasn't done something. Yeah, I, I mean, so uh, injuries once again, I mean, it's the list isn't as bad as it has been in previous weeks. Hassan Ridgeway, Lane Johnson has a grade one MCL sprain. Barrett Brooks, you know, likely said about three weeks. I think that's probably good news for Lane. I still think he shouldn't have played last night. No, I 100% like I love Lane's determination and his will to play and I love that person get hit like I I love that yeah and I I love that attitude but I've been saying since the beginning of the season just sit like do not let him play you know what I mean like that's my thing is I love Lane too much we don't have the talent to be an amazing team right now and yes we can try to win go as far as you can like yes that's important but don't risk hurting Lane for longer than he has to and making it more serious of a thing that could potentially cause him harm in the future down the line too for this season like to me let Lane heal let everybody that's big and going to be key pieces in the future heal and I think I think the most heartbreaking one on this list is John Jackson going on IR with a high ankle sprain um he got I mean it was a it was a late hit it was a cheap shot he got First of all, he got his uh, helmet to helmet, his head lowered into, and he was just trying to pick his head up and start to stand up and got pancaked and got blindsided, which was unbelievable. But this kind of goes back to, uh, I mean, this goes to my biggest issue with them right now, and it's the play calling. Why was he coming in to return punts in the fourth quarter? When he came trotting out there, I said out loud, I hate this. This is a terrible idea. Now, I would have loved to have been proven wrong and him break off this long punt return. That would have been great, but that's not what happened. And now he's done probably for the year. I would have been, again, would have been happy to be proven wrong and provide a spark and yada, yada, yada. The miracle of the Meadowlands was 10 years ago. It was 10 years. 
That's the only reason I can even think that they would do that was because of nostalgia. Right. But that was 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. I tweeted it out last night. I think that they literally, I think Doug jinxed himself, honest, quite honestly, because he had a terrible game all around play calling. And then he said, what, a day before the game or whatever, that his wife always commends him how great of a game he plans on the short week instead of the long week. And he jinxed himself. I just... All of the design runs with Carson at the goal line, especially like they need to be more of an RPO type of play. Like the design runs that it's Carson all the way on the goal line, just make the man take more hits than necessary. And he's already taking a million every game. Yeah. Um, The two point conversion, splitting the tackles out wide. And I, I, like, I just, I don't know what they're doing. The, the force, them trying to force Jalen Mills into, or Jalen Mills, Jalen Hurts into a game just to like prove they didn't waste a second round draft pick. It's so frustrating. And I said yesterday with the Hurts plays, you know, they're going to force them. You know, they do the same exact play every single time when the Hurts is in. It's not original. It sucks. And I said, like, you cannot put Carson on the line. Thank God he did not get hurt. But when Hurts is in, what is the point of having Carson block for him and then going to him? Like he's not even, yeah, and he's not even a decoy. Like, he's on the strong side, like, blocking for Hurts most of the time. And then you saw yesterday with the dirty hit on Deshaun. Like, it's a division game. There's going to be those type of hits. Why risk your quarterback in on the line in that? not worth it. They brought him in in the red zone towards the end of the game. And I was like, oh, great. I out loud said, oh, great. Jalen Hurts is in. They're going to run him out to the left side. He's not even going to get back to the line of scrimmage. They ran him to the right side, but he still didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Everyone knew, including me, little old me sitting here at home. Yeah, It's pathetic. Doug's play calling and play design has been pathetic. I agree. And I will say a lot of people were coming at Doug for that um, missed touchdown, which should have been defensive pass interference um, on the fourth and one. And he did go to, I don't even remember who he was going to. Butler. Yeah, whatever. So, but I do, I do give him some slack on that just because if you do watch like before the snap, he, there was a mismatch. Nobody had Butler because everybody was probably like, who the heck even is this guy? But then Carson saw it, tried to hurry the snap, couldn't get the snap in time or snap off in time. And by the time that it actually got off, they moved somebody over there and it was just perfect timing. It messed up the play. So that was more of a timing thing. It wasn't on Doug for that. So I do give him leadway on that, but that's about it. I still don't give him leeway on that because you're losing. It's a division game. You need to win. You have already left a bunch of points out there and that's what you decide to call on fourth down. But I'm not even sure if that was really the play call, because if you look, you see. It was the one play they had designed for Hakeem Butler. He talked about it last night. They had that play call designed for Hakeem Butler. That is a terrible choice. I still. Fourth and one. I don't agree. I don't agree with that because he was wide open until Carson saw it. He pointed at him, saw it, and tried to hurry it, and he couldn't get the snap off in time, and that's what drew the defense over there because Carson couldn't get the snap off. It was making it obvious he was open. So I just, if it went a little quicker and the timing was faster, I think they would have gotten in. So I don't think that was a bad play call necessarily. I mean, under, understandably why trust Butler, I understand that point, but it would have worked if the timing was better. All right. My so to wrap up, we'll go back to positive for a hot sec. <laughs> what are your time? Oh, wait, before, we can't miss the one really, really negative. Oh, Jake, Jake Elliott. freaking Elliot. What are we doing here, sweetheart? 
it's just so depressing to know that you literally have a 50-50 shot, not even just from after the 50, but from any time he has to go for a field goal, anywhere. And it's a 50-50 shot. And that's so frustrating when he just got all that money. And then now you can't even do anything about it because if you do, it's $7 million lost. Over $7 million. Yes. Oh, so what are disgusting. your top three reasons for the – what are your three reasons for the win? So my three reasons, number one, Carson Wentz, obviously. Um, number two, BG coming up big because he did not play well – the whole defense didn't really play well that whole time. But then he came up when it mattered. And I thought it was cool. Mylotta, he said something about before they went out to that fourth or in the fourth quarter to have to stop them in that last drive. Mylotta said, do it for Emerson, which is his daughter, and then said, do something that she'll be proud of. And then that happened. So I think that's cool. cool. He came up big in that, ultimately led to the win. And then my number three is the receivers stepping up. I was really proud with them. Called it in the pregame show. Hightower was finally going to catch that downfield pass, yeah, and he did. Point with that one. Yeah, so hopefully he gets that confidence and it goes forward. Um, Fulgham obviously had another good game. Deshaun was good, too, in the beginning before he got hurt, obviously, and then he kind of – they let him chill a little bit. But So the receiver stepping up really helped him out, though. So, yeah, mine, mine are pretty much the same. Um, Carson Wentz, uh, I, I will not stand for any negativity, and I don't care if it's my Twitter account or the Babes on Broad Twitter account. I'm not letting it happen. There was someone Retweet. that tried, tried to say something like, yeah, but it's his fault they were losing by 11. Well, no. Um, Carson Wentz was sensational last night. He had a couple bad throws, a couple misses that obviously he would like to have back. But for yeah, the crossbody. Yep, the crossbody was bad. The interception when he should have The interception was, was terrible. Bad. Um, but he, I mean, he started the season extremely poorly through three games and these last couple weeks, he is the sole reason they've either won or been able to almost win. Um, so, so he's playing extremely well right now. And I would like to see this continue obviously. And then finally catching balls, catching good, you know, things that obviously John Hightower, that catch is what led them to be able to win that game, gave them that spark that they needed. That was great. An excellent call by you as always. Um, and still doing his thing, which is great. Greg Ward had a couple big catches in there. And then, you know, Boston Scott, just the, the giant killer. Um, (laughs) I I don't even, I don't have a third option because I'm not, I'm not satisfied enough with anyone or anything else that I am not even going to give a third option. You have to do the obvious, the BG strip set. Yeah. But in a game where he should have wreaked havoc on some of those tackles, they were pathetic. That defensive line was pathetic. Pathetic. I agree. Not and being happy. But he bit so hard on that pull by Daniel. He is the reason Daniel Jones ran for 80 yards. It was solely him. Fair he enough. The reason. Fair enough. He redeemed himself Fair enough to, to, to go to be even. You don't get to be, you don't, you're not on my, my list for reasons we watch. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Enough. Teach is up. But, and I'm so thankful for that play. But mm-mm. nope, nope. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna answer a couple listener questions that we got, as well as we. I did. I put a little different question out this week. Give me, you know, one word that encompasses what you think about the Eagles' win, and some of them are actually a little funny. So we'll read those. <laughs> You're listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Welcome back into episode number forty-five. So we took you all over the place with yesterday's game for whatever it is, but we're just going to say a win is a win. Thank the Lord for being first in the NFC East. Now we're going to get to some of your questions. 
We had a, just a couple questions in here because I think people have more questions when they lose, even though I still, I have so many questions after last night still. Yeah, it kind of still felt like a loss, but whatever. Just a little. It was just um, ugly. At Wentz's G asked, how mad are you at Jake Elliott? So mad, but it's to the point where I'm just like, I don't even know what to do with the anger. Like we just said in the last segment, like you can't do anything about it. It's just frustrating. Yeah. I mean, the guys, he's making only $800,000 this year, but they signed into that extension. That's, uh, I mean, so much dead money. You're, they're not cutting out Sean Jeffrey because of dead money. They're not. Gonna yeah. Now they brought in a kicker last week. They also are scheduled to bring in another kicker this week for a workout, but are they actually going to do anything about it? Probably not. What are they going to do? Give another roster spot? To let a, a backup? Well, that's what a roster spot? That's what I was going to ask. Like, one, it that's the, the negative is it would take a roster spot, whatever way they try to work it. I mean, I guess you could try to pull in some Joe Schmo that's going to be better than Jake Elliott, which is sad, and sign him to the league minimum. But it still eats that roster spot, which we can't afford right now. Right. So I don't know. It's so. Ugh. Um. And another question. So I, I think this is like in terms of the, like if you were the Eagles, mm-hmm. Cypher Kyle asks, if you, if you were the Eagles, what would you do with these 10 days off? Like, I feel like it depends what part of the Eagles. Cause like Doggy P he's got to still stay in the room. He can't afford 10 days off. You know what I'm saying? He's got to work on some things, but then if you're like, I mean, obviously Lane Johnson's resting now because of that injury but like guys that have played like Carson he should take a couple days off because he's probably hurting he took a couple shots yesterday it, it goes Wednesday during his presser he said I know Ugh. geez I luckily the adrenaline goes but he's got to be sore after yesterday he still got sacked what three times he got sacked three times and hit 10 or something it w- I mean he was running for his life every single play it had to be something yeah if not more and the poor guy I know he is just running for his life. Ten days off, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that the defensive line needs to just, like, push a bunch of sleds around every day because yeah. they can't get through any lineman at all. Carson needs to just lay down. <laughs> lay down and recover. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine what – there was someone – this is so embarrassing. I, there was someone on TikTok that posted a video of their husband that plays for, I want to say the Jags, and he's a linebacker for the Jags. And she posted like a video that was like my husband on Sundays. And then it was like my husband on Mondays. And the way he was like trying to get up off the couch and like hobbling around and had ice strapped to him everywhere. Oh. I can't even imagine what Carson Wentz's body feels like right now. That to be the and week after week after week, Carson Wentz is out there right now. Like he is willing to die for this team to win. That's literally, he's gonna get killed out there. They're going so nuts. And that's one one good thing is I think Doug obviously and the coaches have to come up with a better game plan. I don't give them any days off, but at least I just say the guys you give them to them next Tuesday or Wednesday let them recoup you already have so many injuries let these guys rest you give them until next like the middle of next week have them prep for the Cowboys which they should be fine with and then you get another bye week so then at least they have more time so I say soak up all the rest days that you can because you need it this roster needs it 
you need to stay designing plays for the next 10 days. Yeah, and Doug, you don't get any days off. Coordinator don't deserve it. Y'all need to stay there and figure it out. because This is like the teachers over Christmas break. When you have a good class, you don't give them homework to do over Christmas break. But then the ones, if you have a bad class, you're like, you don't deserve it. Here's your work. And that's Doug. Here's all right the work now. gotten done because you can't behave yourself. <laughs> that's, you're exactly right. So the other thing we did was we asked on our Instagram, what is one word that describes your victory Friday mood? The first one is one word, ready to go. The second one is, eh. The third <laughs> one is confused. And the fourth one is relieved. I was going to say my word would be relieved. <laughs> that there's no more Eagles football until 10 days from now or nine days from now. I can't tell you how excited I am to sit down and breathe on Sunday. Same. Just relax. We're going to eat some good food. I might do some fried chicken on Sunday. Have like a little. Yeah. It's going to be a good weekend. We don't have to stress. We got the win. Big 10 football is back Saturday. We go, just get to enjoy the fall and regular NFL football on Sunday. It's a good weekend. It's a good weekend. It, it really is. So with that, <laughs> we're going to go enjoy this good weekend. So thank you for listening to episode 45. And thank you again to everyone who tuned in last night for our pregame show. Keep an eye out for our episode next week because we'll do an episode previewing the matchup with the Cowboys with special guest Giovanni joining us, episode, which we're super excited about. We will also be on with Giovanni next week, Tuesday, I believe. So Tuesday. that's not Wednesday. Um, thank you as always to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you follow on all the socials, subscribe everywhere you can, leave all the ratings and reviews, listen to the rest of the BGN podcasts that are coming out, I'm sure over the weekend and early next week. We will talk to you next week. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Babes on Broad. BGN.